0: Life Radio. <laughs> this is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets.
1: Hello, you're listening to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio with Deborah Wolf. That's me, your host. And today we have back with us one of my favorite guests, longtime friend of mine, doctor of veterinary medicine who practices in the Toronto area. And welcome to the show, Dr. Jory Bachnick.
0: Always happy to talk to you. Very, very fun. Looking forward to today.
1: Well, today we started talking before we even got on air because we both have so many good stories to share with you today. <laughs> and we're going to start off, I'm going to ask Dr. Jory about the sock eater. What's going on with your sock eater?
0: It's, it's not uncommon, especially when people get larger dogs or medium-sized dogs, when they've never had a dog, they're not always picking up after themselves. And if there's kids in the house, you tell them to pick it up. But as parents, we all know that that really never works very well. And in came my nice little 12-week-old beagle after they watched him scarf down one of their kids' sweat socks. Mm. They knew it was there. I knew it was there. And you can feel the dogs. He's looking fine right now, but we tried to make him throw up and it's just too big it's a it's been absorbed a lot of water in his stomach mm. and i know from experience i can't pull that sock out with a scope i can't we are fortunate we've got some pretty cool toys where i can go in through his mouth when he's asleep and try to grab a hold of it and see if i can pull it up but it, it's not going to come out that way so this is a major surgery in a very young dog they're very upset it's very expensive and like how
1: expensive are we talking thousands Yes. this is right.
0: thousands i mean we're going yeah, okay. into his we're going into his abdomen we're opening his stomach up it's going to be between three and four. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And, uh, and they're trying to decide how we're going to do this. And I'm like, well, we can work something out. And as my staff are taking the dog back, he starts to heave. And doesn't he upchuck the entire sock?
1: Yay. And
0: then there's hey! cheering and there's happy <laughs> and there's laughing. And I'm like, okay, what do I know anyways? I know nothing. I said, he heard you crying and he wanted to help. And this is all he could do. So he did.
1: I had a standard poodle, Vegas, who died about a year and a half ago at 14, but he used to eat baby socks. That was his thing. Only children's and baby socks, teeny tiny baby socks. He did it so often that... His poop, I could tell it in the backyard because it was pink and blue and aqua, all the colors of baby socks twirled and wrapped right inside the poop. So he seemed to pass it okay. But I have had some customers with some real issues with tennis balls and rocks also. Like some things that dogs want to swallow that won't come out once they go in. Terrible, right?
0: I mean… You and I, I mean, I have the same issue. We're like the shoemakers. Our shoemakers' children have no shoes. The veterinary's dogs are always late for vaccines, and the trainer's dog likes to eat socks. It, doesn't, it absolutely yeah. is the way. Two of my dogs prefer to eat apart from socks, and now that we have a cat in the house, cat toys, they mm-hmm. really like Star Wars toys. And I can always tell whose is whose because one of my children prefers one type. So if I see Darth Vader's head, I know who didn't pick up. But if I see Han Solo, I know it's someone
1: else. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: But if you're lucky and your animals are big enough and the objects are small enough, they can pass them because they're pretty hardy. But it's how to recognize when they can't. And there's a couple spots where they get stuck. And when they get stuck, bad things happen. And it happen really quickly. So for people at home who are deciding, well, do I need to go or can I rush in? If the dog's walking around happy and eating and pooping, you're okay. But as soon as you have a Labrador that's stopped eating and is quiet. Right. now you So know dog a dog who
1: always <laughs> loves food and all of a sudden won't eat. That's a big deal.
0: Big behavior changes mean big problems because these dogs don't change their behaviors very easily. And if all of a sudden you see big changes, you know you have an issue. You know, Happy dogs that all of a sudden become aggressive because they're likely painful. That's a big issue. It means you've likely got an obstruction, and the longer you wait where that obstruction happens, what happens is the foreign body, whatever it is, is putting pressure on the inside of the organs, and they're bearing down. But what that does is it affects the blood supply, and so that part of the stomach or intestine can start to die. And when that happens, you get really big problems. So it's like it's an hour-by-hour hour worsening of the situation until you can get it resolved. So it's pretty clear when you have time because everybody looks good. The second it changes, the clock starts ticking. And the longer it waits, the outcomes become poorer because you start to deal with other problems that result from perforations and infections. And it's just longer and nastier. So how can we avoid it? For people who have repeat offenders, go to your local pet store. Pick up a cage muzzle. And a lot of people shy away from using some of these tools. Yes, to people
1: hate the muzzle. I have people who come to me with a dog who bites <clears> and they say, can we do the lesson without a muzzle? And I'm like, well, we'd like to fix the problem, wouldn't we? Let's start exactly. with a muzzle. And when he's earned the right to not wear the muzzle, we'll t- let's holster this gun and, you know, let him learn to behave without it first before we let him nip and intimidate and be aggressive. I mean, people just hate the look of it. But know, you're but right. It it, it can a be It makes a huge difference dog has that habit. You posted a picture of a, I think it's a golden doodle with a nylon situation, Some kind of pantyhose situation. What's going on there?
0: I mean, this is, I've probably scoped him at least a dozen times. I would say a quarter every four months does not go by where Toby's not brought in because he's swallowed nylons. You know, house, three girls, there's going to be nylons and he finds them and he eats them. They now know that if they suspect, they just bring him in. And if they bring him in, I just take him right to scope. If I get him early enough, the nylon doesn't leave his stomach because once it leaves, it's hard to pull back into the stomach without causing damage. But while it's in the stomach, I can gather up enough of it. I'm able to pull it out back through his mouth. So he can generally leave the clinic within two to three hours of arrival, going back home to run around and looking for more nylons.
1: My children actually help me with some of these
0: procedures because it's kind of like doing remote robotic surgery. They play way more video games than I am. So if my kids know that this is going on, they'll come in with me because they like to use some of the tools with me. And I'll be doing the scoping and they'll use the grabbers and they're all better at it.
1: (laughs) Okay. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So we're going to go to break and come back. But when we come back, we're going to hear the raciest story where (laughs) somebody got busted by something the dog ate. So we're going to find out that after the break with Dr. Jory. Stay tuned, everybody, to Animal Party Pet Life Radio. We'll be back.
0: Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Liquor Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved Liquor chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Licochops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasevic for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot oh. com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Hello, you're back on Animal Party Pet Life Radio with me, Dab Wolf and Dr. Jory Vocknick. And he's about to tell us about something that happened early in his career, something quite embarrassing. So what well, did you find in this dog?
0: Okay, this is, a, this is a, over 20 years ago, so I'm beginning to date myself. But um, early on in my career, a very lovely client came in with will protect his his name, his identity. Let's call him Steve. Steve is a lovely medium-sized little dog. He's a beagle. And he was feeling really poorly. He was having stomach issues. He was throwing up. And I'm all excited and a little nervous. You know, it's like my second weekend on or whatever. And we do some x-rays. And I can see on the films that there's some little metal pieces, but it's wrapped up in all this fabric. So we've just got this new scope and we're going to try it out. So anesthetize the dog, go in. I can see there's this black fabric stuff, and I'm actually able to get a hold of it and pull out one thing. Then I go back in and pull out something else. Everything looks great. I can't find anything else. I finish up, turn the lights on, wash it off, and it looks like lingerie. Now, it's a delicate subject, and I don't know her. She doesn't know me, so I put it in a bag. I go up front, and I say, here's what we found. It sort of, looks like some sort of lingerie. And she goes, oh, really? Could I see it? And I'm thinking to myself, I have opened a door that I did not want to go through, and now it's too late. I said, yes. I'll get it. And I go get it. And she goes, oh, can you put that in a bag for me? And I'm thinking, this is not getting better. It is just thinking, this not is getting disgusting. better.
1: Is she really so going to wear this? I Ew. put it in a
0: bag and she goes, just so you know, I'm not weird. I'm not going to wear this, but I've had <laughs> suspicions in the house. This dog never leaves the property and that lingerie doesn't belong to me. And at this point there's now, you can hear a pin drop in the clinic. And I'm like, oh, and my staff, like everyone's like shocked. And she goes, no, you've done me a favor. I've all suspected, oh. but I didn't know. And now you've helped me out. I'm like, I'm really sorry. She goes, No, no, I just needed to know. And she left. And then I didn't see her again for about six months. But then Steve started coming regularly for baths and once a month he's a in. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it
1: was very <laughs> nice. So
0: yeah, just if it is down, they will find it. And if it's small enough, they will eat it. And this has been. And the if
1: it smells like human smells, it's more they interesting, will eat it. right? Dirty socks, dirty panties, dirty nylons. These are the things they want. They want the smell of feet. They want they... the smell of you, basically.
0: And, and you never know. I mean, <laughs> this has been the fall of dogs consuming weird and large things. I had two Malamutes in with. Uh, right during the middle of their twins' birthday party. So Mm 10-year-old twins, everybody's over. They have two trays of cake. Each one has candles. They all leave the cakes in their Pyrex pans to go and open presents. They hear a crash. They come back. No cakes, no pans, no candles, two dogs.
1: They ate the Pyrex, the dish?
0: Wait, even better. So they rushed them in. (laughs) I x-rayed them. Yes, we find all the enormous shards of Pyrex. And in one of the dogs, we find the knife.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, they just gobbled it.
0: They just forced it back. Fortunately, they were each like 110, 115, but still. So you've got on that end of the spectrum. And then you've got my own bad dogs who have a penchant for eating Darth Vader's head and Luke Skywalker's legs and Han Solo.
1: Well, that's because they are important to your kids. These little treasures, they smell, you know, they know what's important to you. I've had customers tell me their dogs have eaten their eyeglasses more than once. And yep. it's because, you know, it's so when you're missing your glasses and you're running around going, where are my glasses? Where are my glasses? The dog picks up on how important those are to you.
0: And if they're so Prada, they're that. even more important. <laughs>
1: Oh, you mentioned Malamutes and I have a a pet peeve about a commercial that's on TV. I don't know if you've seen this one. But the premise of the commercial is the guy uh, buys these Malamutes because he wants to go sledding and they won't go out in the snow. So he has to get this car and then he puts them in the car and they all drive around in the snow. Commercials like that make me nuts. There is no such thing as a Malamute on the earth who would rather drive around in a car than run around in the snow.
0: No, I, mean, I would completely agree. How do they get away
1: with, with this? How do uh, they be- get away with this stuff?
0: Because they're pretty and they look really good, and and winter's coming. Yeah, it's not unusual. It's like trying to find a Labrador that doesn't want to go in the water.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's another commercial, or no, rather not a commercial. There's a a bit of an issue with another car company, and that is they mistakenly decided to use fake plastic in the parts of their car that are like soya and attract animals. Rats are eating away, and they'll sell you a cayenne pepper tape to put over your car parts so that the rats will find it less yummy. I could tell you right now, it's not going to work. Cayenne pepper tape doesn't (laughs) work on anything. (laughs) No, 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 not at all. (laughs) so how do they get away with this they should be replacing those parts they will end up be
0: replacing these parts this is a band-aid fix no pun intended
1: exactly okay so we're gonna go to another break and we're gonna come back and i'm gonna tell you about a judge judy episode where there was a pierced eardrum and i just don't understand what happened so stay tuned and we'll solve this mystery on animal party pet life radio with me deb wolf and dr jory stay tuned
0: There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Hello, we're back from break on Animal Party with Pet Life Radio and I've got Dr. Jory on the line, Dr. Jory Botnick. Hello, from hello. Chiraca. And I'm going to ask you, there was this Judge Judy episode where it was a groomer and an owner at odds. And the owner was blaming the groomer for piercing the eardrum of a five-month-old Bichon. And they had some videotapes showing how the water was sprayed directly into the dog's ear. The groomer was claiming the dog had a massive ear infection before it came. The owner was saying, no, it didn't. Your blasts of water broke the eardrum. And knowing the anatomy of the eardrum, I have trouble understanding how water would do that. Or wouldn't it be an infection that would do that? I mean, the whole thing was just <clears throat> confusing to me because I, mean, I know when I clean my kids' ears, I can't go in very deep with the Q-tip because I might break their eardrum. But when I clean my poodle ears, the ear canal is a different shape, right?
0: Totally different. Totally. So, so
1: how so does like an eardrum get broken?
0: The most common way the eardrums get ruptured is is infection unless there's a congenital weakness or it's missing. And and sometimes that, that's a rare condition, but does occur. But in, in a Bichon, let's talk about trees before we go looking for zebras, how many Bichons are prone to allergies, and subsequently they are prone to secondary infections. And when they have them repeatedly, they start to become immune to the pain. They sort of get used to that. And so owners don't recognize it. So if you're just squirting water into the dog's ear, it's not possible to rupture the eardrum because that spray of water won't actually hit the eardrum. You're absolutely right. In a human, when you look in the ear canal, you're looking straight down. You could actually see the eardrum. In a dog, the ear canal goes down in a sort of a, almost like a 70-degree dive, and then it pulls a 90-degree turn. and you have, So you have an elbow, and then it travels another one-third as long as the vertical canal, and then you have your eardrum. And so if you were to take a Q-tip, for instance, and push it straight down into the ear canal of a dog, you would hit bottom. And unless you guided it around, which a rigid Q-tip won't go, you can't get around to push it into the eardrum. So the water will likely hit many parts of that vertical canal and before it hits the bottom and then it will go around. So it's traveling down an elbow pipe, if you would. If the eardrum badly infected is, is really thin and there's a lot of pressure, then that could cause a rupture or it was ruptured before she did it. And at the end of the day, there's almost no way to tell. But in a normal dog's ear, spraying water from a syringe, it's not possible. 100%. It
1: was actually a hose and, a, you know, like a, a grooming type of shower head. And they showed the video. But I still didn't see how that could pierce an eardrum. Even so.
0: even a grooming shower. Like, how many of us have been in the shower and yeah. turned our head sideways and the water would That's go good. straight in? It's How many of us have been in a hot tub? It's just not going to happen.
1: Right. Right. No.
0: <clears throat> no. Physically, not possible. Survey says, nope, okay. nope. No, no. Nope, not going to. Well,
1: I'm glad you cleared <clears> that up. So we are going to end the show, but don't worry, listeners. I've got Jory Book to come back. So if you love the show, we're going to have another show coming up really soon in a week. And I am going to ask him at the very start of that next show about those poop-beating dogs of his. That's <sighs> right. He cannot hide. Oh, we're come on! Find
0: out.
1: You've got to be nice to me. <laughs> I am nice to you. <laughs> oh, come on. So, all right. Well, Dr. Jory, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so glad you're willing to come back. All right. Thank you. And everyone out there in Animal Party and Pet Life Radio land, be good to your animals.
0: Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.